Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. I am back from nationals, back from Toronto, two shows complete. And to celebrate, I have a very special guest here today, the most important person in my life. I have my boyfriend, Brendan, to help do a prep and post show recap because even though it was my journey, it was my prep, having your spouse on board and supporting you is is so important throughout something like this. And I'm very lucky and grateful to have that. A lot of people don't. So I'm just excited to have him here to kind of just reflect with me on the journey. So welcome to the show. Hey guys, happy to be back for another episode. Talk about your awesome prep and how good it went. <laughs> yeah, second second episode since the launch of the podcast. So all right, let's get into it. I have like a couple questions for you. I know you have a couple questions for me, so it's going to be fun. All right. So obviously we've been together several years now, but as all the listeners know, like I hadn't stepped on stage in six years, seven years since my first show. So you've never known the prep version of me. You've never known Christina in prep. Now I'll let you give your opinion on this. Christina in prep isn't really that much different than Christina not on prep. (laughs) But before we get into that part, like what went through your head when I officially was like, yes, I'm prepping this year. I'm going to do a show. Because I'd been talking about it for probably like six months, kind of leading up to my actual decision, right? So I knew and you knew that it was like something that was probably going to happen. But when I was like, okay, like this is happening, what went through your head? Like, what were your thoughts about it? Honestly, I was really excited because I've never, I've never seen firsthand someone go through like prep for a show. And I know you've done it a couple of times and I've seen pictures and stuff. And obviously it looked, it looked really good. And you talk about how how great it felt, like the accomplishment, I guess, of, of doing it. And I just want to be a part of it, I guess. But, but yeah, for, originally, like right off the bat, I was just excited because I know, I know the last couple of shows you did, you're, you're really happy with how they, how they went. And just, I'm happy with the first show. I was very not happy with the second show. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of the outcome of it. But I guess, so in, in the three and a half years we've kind of been together, like you've seen me go through various phases as I've seen you go through various phases and and helped you along the way with your fitness journey as well of fitness, right? So there's cutting phases where you're trying to lose fat, there's bulking, there's maintenance. You also saw me go through a significant injury and like have to rehabilitate that and take time off, which was the worst, the worst for me, not fun. But as you know, as the listeners know, losing fat is the more challenging part of fitness for me, right? Even since we've met, like I've built a significant amount of muscle naturally in a in a fairly short amount of time for a female, wouldn't you say? Like I, I can put on the muscle pretty easy. Yeah, you put on muscle pretty easy for sure. <laughs> but when I cut, it is generally more of a struggle for me. Like I do have to be quite dialed in. So what were your thoughts when when like you've seen girls on stage before and guys on stage, like you've seen what they look like. Were you like, holy shit, are you actually gonna look like that? Because I was not close to how I look right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's crazy because I think 
When did you start it? Like January, February? I started officially January 8th. And I mean, I've always been fit since you've known me, but I've never been shredded since you've known me. Yeah. I mean, January to basically end of May, that's that's not a long time. Like all things considered, yeah, right? Five to, months. To, to go from, and I mean, you, you obviously didn't look bad when you started it, but to go from that to this, like at first I was kind of like, oh, that's, that's going to be a, a quick change here. Like that's, that's going to be a lot of work. It's crazy for people who have never prepped before. Even when Rochelle and I did that podcast, like she was saying, She's like, I look kind of fit, but like, I look really far from what girls look like on stage. And yeah. it's crazy, right? So what were your thoughts? Like, as my body started to change and my training started to change and my life started to change. I, I don't know. Like To me, I, it, I feel like it felt like it was slow at the beginning, but it rapidly picked up. It did. Like at the, at the beginning, it was like just listening to you and obviously looking at you, but you were like, oh, I'm down a little bit this week, down a little bit this week kind of plateaued a little bit down a little bit this week. And you told me like you're, you're kind of the weight that you were planning on being on stage and yeah. just doing the math in my head. I'm like, Ooh, it's, it's, you know, if, if you do the math, it needs to be a certain, certain amount of pounds you're dropping yep. every week to hit that. And I'm like, I don't know if we're going to get there. That seems like a lot, Yeah. but yeah, just watching you trust the process and just continuing doing it. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but it just started melting. <laughs> it's, cr- it's, it's true. Crazy. It's true. And you guys, again, like competing is not at all about being a certain number on the scale. It's not because again, it's all about how your body looks 100% how your body looks and how you can present it. So like when we talk about the weight and the scale, you got to take that with a grain of salt because of course you're trying to get to a very low level of body fat. And along with that comes the scale going down. But you also want to make sure you're doing it in the healthiest possible way and the way in which you're going to maintain the most amount of lean mass. There's like an art to bodybuilding. And the whole point of bodybuilding is to shred fat and keep muscle like or build muscle in your off season, but maintain all of that muscle when you're prepping, right? So to give you guys, I guess, an idea, like I am five foot one. I'm short. I started my prep at 134 pounds, which is decently heavy for me. Like that was again, after my Christmas treat meal, my last treat meal was Christmas, right? Yeah. We had that delicious prime rib. So yeah. again, we're going to talk about Brendan's cooking because he's freaking phenomenal and he cooks. He did a lot of my prep cooking, but mm-hmm. so I was like up a little bit just from that treat meal. Cause I, I did eat a lot. So I would say like probably my mo- more accurate would have been like 131, 132, but officially I was like 134. And I ended my prep on show day. I didn't actually weigh myself on show day because I didn't have a scale, but I was about 103. So on a five foot one individual, <laughs> I dropped 31, 31 pounds, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's a large percentage of my body fat. And I thought my stage weight was going to be 113. That was like what I estimated. That's what I put in my suit measurements. I thought I was going to be 113 on stage. I ended up being 10 pounds lighter than that, which is a lot on a hundred pound person. Yeah. Right. And like Brendan said, it was very slow going at the beginning, which it normally is for me, typically with a prep and typically even with my fat loss clients, you see a bigger drop on the scale right away. Even when we started doing your cut, when we started your cut, how many pounds did you drop? Let's talk about that for a minute. Cause Brendan actually cut along with me for the last 10 weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was in like a, a pretty long bulk period. He wanted to kind of like, since I was on track, stay on track with a little bit of fat loss for you as well. And you did a 10-week cut, not too aggressive. And how many pounds did you drop in the first two weeks? Like 10? Yeah, I think it was like nine points something <laughs> right away. It was actually crazy. But my food didn't really change a ton. It wasn't like, like I wasn't starving. But oh, I, went no. from, I went from eating quite a bit, I guess, to just changing that over. Because I think I did like a, 
like maybe like a three month period where I was bulking. And then as soon as we, as soon as we switched it, like it just, yeah, it's crazy. Literally added two cardio sessions and cut like 200 calories and he's just like dropping it. But that's, that's normal for most people. My body, however, on the other side, it seems like it takes a very long time to respond. The first 10 weeks of my prep was, it was great, but it was slow going. And the last six weeks, it was like two plus pounds a week, like four pounds in one week at some point. Like it was just, and even going into my second show, going into Toronto, like the weight was just melting off me. Like I couldn't, I kept getting leaner and leaner and leaner. I'm like, I'm going to be too lean. Like (laughs) even, yeah, interesting, hey? Yeah. Okay, so getting back on track with the prep theme. So what... What would you say was, I guess, two questions. You can combine them. You can answer them individually. What was your favorite kind of part of my prep or like the most interesting part for you? And what surprised you the most? You can answer them separately or combine them, whatever you feel. I think my being a bit selfish, I guess, I think my, my favorite part of your prep is how it affected me because it like watching you do it and you're dialed in a hundred percent. Like there was no, like watching you weigh your food to the gram, every meal, not missing any workouts. That's a hundred percent. Like, like not, yeah, <laughs> like literally a hundred percent, like as simple as that. Right. It just made me like, I don't know. There's days where I was like, ah, I don't really feel like working out today. But then I see you going to the gym twice and I'm like, well, Jesus, if she can go twice, I can, I can probably drag my ass there once and get a workout. So it helped me a lot this year. Like this is by far the best year I've ever had with my yeah. nutrition and with my workouts for sure. Like a hundred percent. And I can really notice it this year too. It's, it's crazy how when you, when you tell people you're going to the gym and when you tell people you're on a meal plan compared to when you're actually going to the gym and actually on a meal mm-hmm. plan, like I feel way better this year. Like yeah. I said, with my weight doing a bulk, like I, I gained the amount of weight I wanted to gain with like working out and putting on muscle. And then when I did my cut, I could see the weight coming off. But yeah. if you kind of slack and don't do one or the other, the weight's not going on or coming off. You're not really it's just changing a waste. things, right? Yeah. So I've, <clears throat> I felt really good just being a part of it with you and how much it, it pushed me. And what was the second part of the question? I want to talk about something else in there that you said first. Yeah. So I think, so this is going to give you a little bit of props to you, of course, but also just for our listeners, like, you guys are capable of so much more than you think. And like Brendan can speak to this and it's probably going to, he's probably going to laugh or like make fun of me maybe. But like my, I don't want to say pet peeve because my pet peeve is people doing like lateral raises wrong. But something that like irks me, like it fucking irks me is when people waste their potential. And I've even like bitched at you about that before. I have because I'm like, you're living your life. You eat food anyways. You go to the gym most people who probably listen to this podcast probably work out, right? Why not optimize it? Why not do your best? Why have the little fucking extra licks and bites of shit that you don't need? Why waste your time doing a workout plan that you don't even know if it's effective for your body? Why be 80% when you could be 100%? Why do it? Now, I'm not saying that you have to be unsustainable or that you have to prep for a show, but why not do your best? And I think for you, seeing me, and I know I'm an A-type crazy person, seeing me truly do my best showed you like how much more you have to give. Yep. And again, that was a big thing for me, like showing my clients too and inspiring my clients because I get it. There's ebbs and flows in life. There's ebbs and flows in fitness. But like everyone can do so much more than they think. And you're wasting your life if you don't do that or you don't agree with me because you're going through the motions. Like 
optimize it and you will blow yourself away. In fact, I blew myself away with what I was capable of because I didn't think I would be ever, ever able to get as lean as I was. I didn't think I would win the overall at my show. I didn't think I would qualify for nationals. I didn't think I'd go to the Toronto Pro Qualifier. Like that was something that I didn't even really think of when I started this prep. I just wanted to inspire and do my absolute best. And again, I think people just really limit themselves in terms of like what they're capable of. And I'm really glad that me prepping, even though obviously like I know prep isn't your thing, but kind of helps show you how much more you can do with not really that much more effort. You just have to optimize it, right? Yep. Actually, just this week, I listened to the, the your last podcast with Rochelle. And one thing you guys were talking about was how like nutrition and exercising go hand in hand. Like yep. so many people, myself included, I used to be bad for this. I'd be hundred percent in the gym, but then my meals, I'd kind of be clicking along at about 50%. So it's like, you're wasting your workouts. Cause you're not, your yeah. your food intake isn't going with it or vice versa. You know, you're dialed in with your meals. You're eating everything you're supposed to, but yeah, I'm too lazy to go to the gym today. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you start combining both and you dial both in, you start to really, you really see how your body can change. Right. Definitely. And like you, you were into mm-hmm. like fitness before we met and before we started dating. But I think like you've re- like you were the typical like just be healthy kind of like I'm just gonna eat like healthy food and have a couple treats and I'm gonna go to the gym. But like now you actually understand like how things work and I know you like to fuck around with me and be like oh I did lap pull downs I can feel my rhomboids and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> he does it he literally does it he says things that are like completely wrong just to fuck with me because he knows I like I can't stand it. <laughs> I just like that face you make when you're looking at an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's just, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, it's it's awesome too to see like, I don't want to say like how far you've come, but like how much you've been able to optimize your own training. And like we do have different kind of like body types, different metabolisms. Of course, everyone does. But like I'm typically for the female, I can put on muscle pretty quick. I'm like usually struggle with fat loss and he's the opposite, right? Yeah. Like for building muscle, like we really have to feed you like a lot of food yeah. and really like optimize your training. You're, you're not like me where like I can pretty much just train shoulders and my shoulders will blow up, right? We really have to like optimize things for yeah. your body type. But in doing that, you've seen like massive growth for you in the last, even the last year, really. Yeah, it's been, yeah, this, this last year, like I said, it's been, it's been really good. Just noticing like a lot of things too. Obviously, like you, you see your like before and after pictures, you can start to see like changes and it's crazy because I've been working out now for about eight years, I would say. But like, re- if I'm being honest, the first five years, I was kind of more um, using the gym as just like I'm having a bad day. So I'm going to go to the gym and get a workout. It's like more like a do. mental health yeah. thing, right? But it wasn't like if someone asked me my goal, my goal was just to go to the gym and get a workout. And like, I didn't actually have a goal. So now it's obviously changed. And now like I go to the gym for a purpose. And obviously knowing what I'm doing now helps a lot too. Because when I first started out, I kind of just, got a membership, went to the gym and just started moving stuff around to see how it would feel. Right. Like we talked about last time, but yeah, but yeah, it's a long journey, man. Like it's not, it's not a quick fix. And that's why I was so impressed when you were, when you started your prep and you were like, yeah, I'm going to do a show in like May or June this year. And I'm like, there's no way yeah. like it takes years. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So what would you say is the biggest difference between <laughs> me on prep versus me off prep? Honestly, not a ton because you're always pretty much dialed in everything. Like you, you're never, 
since I've known you, you've never not been on a meal plan. Like you've always been eating healthy, right? Obviously, we you cut all the cheap treat meals out, so we we didn't have no treat meals. We didn't have any treat meals the entire time, so that was gone. But I don't really do treat meals, anyways. Have you ever seen me do an actual treat meal? Like no, in the three and a half years we've been together, like have you actually ever seen me do a treat meal? No, like most of our treat meals are we keep them pretty healthy anyway, right? But I think the the biggest difference is probably your attitude and in both ways. <laughs> yeah, that's actually funny. It's a good one. So, I didn't talk about that before. Your attitude changed in two different ways. So very positive and happy and upbeat because your body is changing and you're getting results. And when you're dialed in and you see results, everyone loves seeing results, right? Yeah. You you get so you're so, I don't know, you're so happy and like gleaming with joy. You could just see how happy you are. But on the other side of that, you're so dialed in and intense. Like I remember about a week or two in, we went to the gym together and I just came up to tell you something in the gym. And you were like, what do you want in the middle of a set? (laughs) I was like, whoa, okay. (laughs) But it's just that like, you're just so dialed in. It's like, I got to get this done get out of my way. I'm doing it. But yeah, it was cool to see. I totally thought you were going to take that a different direction. (laughs) Where'd you think I was going to go with it? I thought so it's funny because I talked about this on a way back episode. I think it's called like mastering your emotions or something. It's an episode. If you guys scroll back, it's something about emotions. And I talk about how I never get angry because I'm, I, you've probably never seen me angry much. Like I rarely get angry, rarely, rarely. Like I get annoyed and I do get in like a quote unquote bad mood on occasion. But I would say for the most part, I'm pretty positive or neutral. I do get intense. Like, you know what I mean? I have a very yeah. intense personality, but I'm ne- almost never angry. Whereas you, <laughs> obviously you have a good sense of humor. We laugh a lot, but like you get angry. Like you get fucking angry. Like things get thrown. Like what happened to your hand? Oh yeah, I fucking smashed something. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> but it's funny. It's not like you're yeah. abusive by any means. You just have a bad temper. I do not. But the biggest switch in my personality, in addition to the fatigue, which we'll talk about, I don't know. I don't, I actually don't know the like physiological reason behind this, or if it was just the fact that like when you're in prep, you have, and especially like running a business, having two kids, renovating this content studio that we're in right now, like going on vacations. Like we did a lot during my prep as well. Plus, like you have a business, you work full time, I work full time, like just running teams, like everything. There's not a lot of fucking time in the day, plus posing, gym, cardio, meal prepping, like cleaning, just everything, right? Little things that would typically, like not even bother me. Oh my God. I just had such a short fuse. Like I, I never get mad, but like, for example, I made this perfect protein shake. You were on night shift <laughs> and you were sleeping. So I didn't even call you to like help me. I made this perfect protein shake. It was perfect. And in prep, you can't eat anything. So I fucking, it was ice and water and protein, but it was like blended perfectly. And as you guys know, I think I talked to this podcast, I had a back injury. The one thing that hurts my back still is taking the lid off something when it's tight. I couldn't get the fucking lid off protein shake off the little like cup thingy, the ninja thing. And I tried and I tried and I ran under hot water and I had a butter knife and I had a cloth and like, I didn't want to hurt my back because that twisting motion hurts. And I was like trying so hard to get this fucking lid off the protein shake. And I just smashed it. I just, (laughs) I took it and I fucking smashed it against the counter. And like, that is not something that I would ever do. Like I couldn't, I had like such a short fuse. And like another example, I was doing my cardio my earbuds would not sync. One would connect and then the other would connect and then one would disconnect and the other would disconnect and then one would connect. And I was like, oh my God. And I texted him because you were at the gym working. I'm like, can you please help me? He's like, oh, I'm in the middle of that. I'm like, okay. 
okay, I kept trying to get it. I'm like, I should just take these out. But it was like, drive me nuts. I just fucking fired them across the gym. You came over. You're like, where are they? I'm like, over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like you said, though, it is so busy. And a lot of it, too, was brought on by ourselves with obviously we're both super busy with work and businesses and all that stuff. And then the, the content studio, we bought this basically within five days of you starting your prep. So we had to renovate the shit out of this place. Yeah. So a lot of that, too, might have just been, you know, stress adding up from all of that. But yeah, it was funny. It was harmless. It was just oh, kind yeah. of funny it's just, because it's not you. So not me. You're the most. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm ready to break something, you're like, just calm down, which does not help. <laughs> but it does not make me calm. Yeah. But it's so funny to see that. Yeah. Oh, wait, one more yeah. thing too. A couple other little switches in me since my prep was my sleep. I slept really good. You did. Like yeah. crazy. And then mm-hmm. the other thing that I think like you probably weren't expecting was how tired I was at the end. Like, I think that was probably the biggest adjustment for you because like, I'm always busy. You're always busy. Like we help each other out. So it's not like you're like, oh, like you don't have time for this and that. And the next thing, like you kind of know like how our lives are, but you've never probably seen me this tired. Like the fatigue, man, especially the last six weeks was next level, like physical fatigue and brain fatigue. Like my brain, it felt like, like you guys like glucose is actually a lot. You guys might not know this, but a large majority of the calories you burn like at rest, quote unquote, like is your brain power. So when you have low carb, which I, my diet was quite low carb for the, the end of my prep. And when you're not getting that glucose in your body, like your brain doesn't function right. It literally doesn't. And it takes so much power to think and to like hold information. I swear it is true. You saw it in me. Yep. And it's funny, especially peak week, which was the hardest week for me. I don't think I had a really hard week until those both peak weeks. And um, you literally could see the flip in, my, in it from literally starting peak when my carbs basically were cut. And then like literally almost immediately post-show when I added carbs back in, yeah, like the change of me. Talk, yeah. talk about that for a minute because I think that's really important. Yeah, it was just like, like little things. It was, I don't know, it's hard to explain, I guess, but you could just see how like drained you were like the, the couple days leading up to it. And like, it's a mental grind too, especially like, would you, like three or four days without carbs, right? Yeah. And then as soon as your show is done, you start bringing that back in. It's like you have so much energy and so much life. And the show day is such a grind. I had no idea it was going to be that hard. I'm obviously just a spectator. I'm sitting down just enjoying life, watching things. <laughs> but you're in the back. Like you're standing up for like three or four hours at a time in line, waiting for, you know, your spray tan and getting your yeah. number and getting all this stuff. And then as soon as you're done, you're basically over to the side. You can't sit down on anything because you got spray tan. Now they won't let you sit down, <laughs> yeah. right? So you're on your feet all day just to walk out for 15 seconds yeah. on stage with your hair and makeup and all your all glammed up and stuff, right? But it's it's actually, yeah, I didn't realize it'd be so hard of a day for the athletes. But after the show was done, it's almost like the stress is gone and then you can start getting some carbs back in you again. And you can really see like just the, the way your your attitude changes again, right? And you start getting more energy and, yeah. and stuff. Well, post-Calgary, like I bounced back pretty quick from that. Like that wasn't too bad. Don't get me wrong. Peak week was still challenging. But like, I felt really good. Like basically the day after my show, like I was like, obviously I won. So I was like happy, but <laughs> I bounced back like immediately got a fucking killer session in the gym the next day. And then my, I basically went right back into peak week, like almost immediately. But post Toronto, which only was a couple of days ago, I still feel like those extra two weeks were challenging and the travel was challenging. Yeah. The show was challenging. And just like, just the like the rush, not even the rush, I don't know the word, but just like, knowing now that it's like all over, it's like, 
a great feeling, but it's also like my body just feels like the best way to describe it is just like whoosh, like drained, but full of energy at the same time. And it's like this weird, weird dynamic. And that's actually funny because I, I don't think I talked about this with Rochelle, but um, leading up to peak week, the best way to describe how I was feeling was what was it? I sat in like an airplane for 10 hours and ran a marathon at the same time. Yeah. Like that's how your body feels like horrible and exhausted, but tight and stiff. And <laughs> like, you also exerted all of your energy and have nothing left. Like that's literally how you feel. Yeah. But I mean, all in all, like I had a pretty easy prep. Like I definitely have no complaints. And like, I, I know that I had a really good attitude. It's funny because you were commenting on the people that you talked to at the show and just the looks on people's faces of how like miserable everyone looks. Well, and I, like, I'm sure all the athletes there have been through a ton. Like they've been through hell and back for the last couple months doing this prep, right? So not judging by any means, but it's funny because on show day, like anything I've ever done, whether it's sports or like competitions, obviously not bodybuilding stuff, but just things that I've done, it's always like, you're pumped the up. The day of the competition is the day. Like, this is what we worked for. Like, yeah. this is the day we're happy. We're high five and like, let's go. Right. Yeah. And everyone there just looked so like miserable. There was a, like, we talked to your yeah. friends and stuff there and they were super happy and super nice, but it seemed like everyone walking by, just like you'd make eye contact and they were just like, what are you smiling at right it's now? Like, why grind. are you looking at me? Yeah. And I'm just like, why is everyone in such a bad mood? Like, this is the day. But then like you were saying, right. It's just such a grind and so many people, you know, do this over and over and over. And it's just, it's just tough on the body too, I guess. Right. But, but yeah, it was funny because you were very, you were very upbeat and, and positive, especially the day of like that. You were pretty happy that day. And I tried to be, for, right? and I, I really tried and I know you have no experience with anyone else who's ever competed. So you've had nothing to compare to, but this is just the truth. Most competitors complain on the daily about being hungry. Mm-hmm. Most competitors complain on the daily about having to do cardio most competitors complain about having to go to the gym twice a day. Most complain about how tired they are, how unfortunate their life is, how bored they are of the food, how much they can't wait to eat things. And I didn't do any of that because I refused to. And I just always tell myself, like, you chose to do this. You are lucky enough to live in a place where you can do this. You're lucky enough to be able to afford to do this. You are lucky enough to be healthy enough to do this. Like, that's what I reminded myself of every single day. Because it was my choice. It wasn't his choice. That's so not fair to him. There were a few days I was in a little bit worse mood. Not that many though. Nope. But like, I, it's not fair to me to treat someone else badly because I chose to put myself through a bodybuilding prep. Like, at all. It's not fair for me to complain. So I do think that sometimes like it was harder for me than you even know because I just refused to admit it. <laughs> okay, so... Let's talk about actually that week that I got sick because that was a challenging week. And I definitely got in my head because I felt that was about 10 weeks out. That was before we went to California and I got sick. I had to, I did take that week off training, still nailed my diet, still did my cardio. That was a hard, the, one of the hardest weeks for me aside from peak week. And I definitely got in my head because I felt like my body just looked so bad. How was that for you? I think what was hard to see because you were doing so good and you were building so much momentum and then just halt, right? Like you're, you're kind of done. It's, it's difficult. Obviously, like you said, your meals, you were still dialed in with and you were getting all that in, but I mean, you're basically in bed on the couch for two days. It's hard to, it's hard to want to do much. And even just from like a, not doing a show, just normal life, going to the gym. If you get sick for two or three days, it throws you so far out of rhythm. Like it takes me two workouts to get back to where I was just to get into that back into the gym attitude right yeah so it was it was a it was a tough week for sure i could see with your attitude it got 
it definitely got a little bit lower that week because you could you could tell it's like I worked so hard to get where I am and now I'm kind of losing four or five days momentum out of this, right? Yeah. But, and that's when remember I kept telling you, like, I'm behind where I need to be. I'm behind yeah. where I need to be. So here's a question for you. At what point did you feel like things were coming together? Like at what point were you like, because obviously two weeks out from your show, I remember I remember I remember you looking in the mirror and being saying, like, I'm gonna win it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna nail this. Like I'm there. But 10 weeks out, there was a no, I don't want to say doubt, but you were like, we need to get a little bit better here. Like yeah. we need to, we need to dial it in a little more. Like I, it wasn't doubt, but you were, I, I felt like you weren't quite where you wanted to be at that it's point. hundred percent, hundred percent. I felt like, and I always feel like, and that part of it is the just attitude mm-hmm. I have. And part of it is the A type personality in me, but like, I always feel like I'm not where I want to be. <laughs> not in a bashing myself way, but like, I'm always like, fuck, I could be better. I should be better. I could be better. I need to be better. And when you compete, that basically like magnifies because not only do you think you could do better, you know, you're going to be upstand next to other girls who probably are going to be better than you in at least some way, shape or form. So it magnifies in prep. You almost never feel ready. So I was kind of expecting it, but I, I obviously am a coach and I obviously know the level of body fat percentage that I need to be to be my best on stage. I'm not caring about what other people look like because there's always going to be someone leaner or less lean than you on stage. But for where I should have been, I was behind for the first at least 10 weeks. And what changed actually was surprisingly enough when we went to California, like my body, I don't know if it was like going away and like getting the sun from break from Fort Mac or what, but like that trip literally changed everything for me because as soon as I got back and even while we were there, I think it just, I think it was the self-belief because I was nervous about that trip because obviously we went to California for a week. We went on vacation and I was like, man, it's challenging enough to prep at home. And I just fucking killed it with your help because you meal prepped and you helped and you were okay with me training twice a day. And you were okay with that because a lot of people wouldn't be, they'd be like, we're on a family vacation. Why the fuck are you going to the gym twice a day? A lot of people are like that. You were not like that. You're like, let's do it. You want to get up and do whatever. Yep. Let's go. I'll drive you to the gym. I'll do this, whatever you need. Like, let's do it. Um, so I love you for that so much, literally driving to the food store like every day to get extra food that I needed and whatever, cooking it for me. Yeah. So that was fantastic. But I just gained momentum there and like, it didn't stop. It just kept rolling. And I think just that self-belief of like, man, if I can nail this prep on a trip to California, like let's fucking go. <laughs> like no problem when I get home. And it just kept picking up, picking up, picking up. And then about the four week out mark, I remember like looking in the mirror and being like, I'm going to win this. Like, I'm going to take the overall. Like, I am. (laughs) And like, I don't like to say that because you never know who's going to be at the shows. And you don't. You never know because anyone in Canada can show up and like, you can't worry about what other people are going to do. But I was like, like, I I got this. (laughs) And there were were some really good looking girls in your category. Like they were, they were built for that category really well. Again, interesting thing too, is like, I do not have the genetics for the category I was competing in. I do not. You guys can look back on my social media. I'm going to put some posts up. I haven't been lately because I've been so in prep, but genetically I have small legs. I have no ass genetically. And I've built it up pretty solidly, but like the category that I'm competing in wellness is like lower body dominance. Like that's what you need is a big ass and big legs with a tight waist and a toned like muscular upper body, but a dominant lower body. And like genetically that is not me. So I had a lot of fear around that because when I originally started this prep, I was going to do figure. Yeah. You're built for figure. Cause I am built for figure and I have the V taper and I have the lat spread and I've done figure before. I know the figure posing. 
I'd never done wellness. I did not know the wellness posing. People are like, oh, you've competed before. Like, it's second nature to you. I had to learn all the posing from scratch. I was very bad at it at the beginning. <laughs> I am not graceful. I am not feminine. I am not anything like that. Hey. You're not a dancer, that's for sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and also, I was telling Brendan this as well. Like, usually when I lean out, my legs are the first thing to shrink. Like, everyone drops fat differently and you can't spot reduce. But typically on my body, my legs and my ass slim out before anything else. And this time around, they were the last thing to slim out. Yep. Which were, was good. So but so jacked at the end. They looked so good. They were so jacked, but I lost size on them. I yep. did, which was my downfall in the end. But yeah, talk a little bit about two things, I guess. The like figure versus wellness with my body and just your interpretation of the categories that the shows. Because a lot of people don't know about that. And I know you didn't. Yeah, I had no clue. Because I, re- I remember off the hop, you were asking me, what should you do? I'm like, should I do figure? Should I do wellness? He's like, I don't fucking know. What are those? I don't really know the difference. But now that I've seen them, like, like we said, your body is built for figure because your, your back is like so good. And that's what you're judged on a lot from what I gather in in the figure one. Right. But at the end of the day, I guess if you like the look of wellness and that's how you want to live your life, you also have the train for how you want to look on a day-to-day basis. Right. So Like, like I told you from the beginning, whatever category you want to go in, I'll support it and I'll do what I can to push you as much as I can. But, but yeah, it, it's, that's where I was questioning at the, at the show. I'm like, why didn't you do the other one? Cause I think you would like, obviously you took first place and you did amazing at this one, but it was so much more work for you to get into this one yeah, because it's yeah. like the opposite of what you like, not what you look like. I'm not trying to say it that way, but yeah, like, like when you like, we'll call it like walk around normally when you're not yeah. prepping, you're basically ready to go for the other one, right? <laughs> So like, and I knew the posing already and the posing yeah. is debatably easier. <laughs> but it's cool though. It's cool that you you picked what you wanted to do and not what was easy because not, not saying it would have been easier for you to do the other one because there was a lot of good looking girls in that one too who were, you know, dialed yeah. in and, and, and ready to go. But obviously if you have a really good base for it, it would probably be, yeah. probably be easier on your, your mental state to, <laughs> to get in shape for that one. Right. But, yeah. but no, I'm, I'm happy you did the category you did. Cause if, if that's what, if, if ultimately you want to have bigger legs yeah. and you want to look like that wellness division then that's what you should do right it's, it's going to be a little harder but don't think about the the 20 weeks of prep you got to do or whatever it was think about the three to five years from now right so exactly and it's funny because when i started the prep i was doing posing for figure and for wellness for yeah. the first you probably bought, eight weeks at least i bought the suits, suit yeah. i have the suit too that's why i'm like i should have just fucking done figure too at least in the regional show just for fun but whatever it was just honestly like my heart wasn't in figure and every time i was doing the figure posing i was just like not feeling it. I was just like, I don't really want to be doing this right now. And it's a shame because genetically I have a great shape for figure, but from every judge and coach and person that I've spoken to, they've told me that right now my legs are not right for figure. Like they're almost too big and my ass is almost too big for figure. And my arms, although the last like couple of weeks, my arms looked jacked as fuck. Like my biceps and tries were popping. <laughs> my arms don't have a lot of size on them. And you do need some size on your arms for figure. I do have the shoulders. I do have the lat spread. I do have the hamstrings for it. But the quads, the glutes, from what I've been told from professionals in the industry, mine are too big based on the structure of my body. And I do not want to downsize my lower body, nor do I want to like upsize my upper body. Do you know what I mean? To fit that category. It's a shame because in wellness, they don't judge your back. And that kills me inside because my back is my strength. But again, like, like Brendan just said, you can't like competition competing is, is amazing. And it's, it's a part of me and it always will be. But 
you can't live your life for 15 seconds on stage and you can't base your training around one category if it's not really what your heart wants. And like my heart, as much as I would love to go on figure and just smash it out of the park because it's genetically how I look, my heart wants to look like a wellness girl. I love big, thick legs. I've always been obsessed with legs. That's why, that's not why I'm with you, but like I fucking love your legs. (laughs) I love thick legs on guys. I love thick legs on girls. I just love that look. And that's where my heart was. So, but it's, I still have total admiration for, for all of the categories, bodybuilding, wellness, physique, figure. Oh, did you, have you talked about your first treat meal after? No, let's talk about that. But let's talk about, let's talk about meal prep quick first. Okay. The, the importance of freaking meal prepping, especially when you go out of town, you guys. And Rochelle and I talked about this, but if you don't think you have time to meal prep, you don't have time not to meal prep. I'll let Brendan explain meal prep because that's actually his specialty. And although I actually probably cooked more on my prep than ever before. (laughs) You did a ton of cooking. (laughs) I think it's like when you can't eat that much food, you just want to like cook it. But you still did the majority of the cooking. And I love you and appreciate you for that because it helped me a lot. But let's hear your take on meal prep, meal prep for travel, meal prep in general and, and everything you think about it. Well... You look at it from a couple different angles. One, obviously, if you meal prep, you stay on track with your with your diet or with your, even if you're not dieting right now, just staying on track with what you should be eating, right? And then the, the amount of money you save is so ridiculous. Much. Like, so much. Like this year for me, Austin and Cameron, both of them were out of town a ton for hockey tournaments this year. I think we had like eight or nine out of town weekends. And every weekend, like if you go out of town for two days, you're buying breakfast, dinner, lunch, snacks. It, it adds up so quick. So this year, I really got dialed in on just meal prepping and packing it with us. And same thing for these these two shows we went to. It's like it like meal cook, prep for you, meal prep for me. Yeah, we and our entire California trip. Yeah, everything we and we we've done that for a while now. But it's so easy. Like it takes we fire up the barbecue, we throw on two packs of chicken breast, then we cook maybe two or three packs of turkey breast. And we do two of those big jumbo packs of ground beef. My steak. It, and steak. That might take total two hours. Yeah. Like total from all of it, right? While you're mm-hmm. cooking the ground beef, the chicken's cooking. Yeah. Throw some rice in the rice cooker. Then Sweet cut potatoes. up some potatoes and put in the air fryer. Like if you're lucky enough to have a barbecue, a stove, and an air fryer and a rice cooker, you can you can you're do set. it. You can do it all in two hours. It's so simple. And then best case scenario, if you if you're lucky enough to get a deal or you can afford it, Airbnb with a, a like a place with a kitchen. If not, try to get a hotel that has like a like a, a kitchenette in it. Yeah. The Toronto, all we had was a microwave. Yeah. That was it. And like we usually kitchenette it, but like there was lots of times where we couldn't get one of those or we didn't want to like spend the extra money because we weren't there long enough or whatever. And we just microwave it. Like yeah. it's so easy, you guys, as opposed to like what most families or people do when they go to town, which is like not bring food. Like that's fuck up number one. And then like you spend so much money, you stop it. Tim Hortons and you get a bagel. Okay, you got like 50 grams of carbs, 30 grams of fat with the cream cheese and you're going to be so hungry and then you stop and you don't eat all day. You stop at a restaurant, you snarf yourself full because you're so hungry. You get so many empty calories, empty sauce, like like not empty sauce, but you know what I mean? <laughs> empty calories full like sauces and then you be- grab a bag of chips for at night because you just need something to snack on and that alone costs what? A lot of money, yeah, especially if you're with a family. And then you do that for four days. And then you wonder why when you get back home, you're off track. You feel like shit. And then you never start because you're like, oh, I'm so tired from my trip and I'm so out of momentum. I'll just get back to the gym next week. Like you guys like optimize your life. Yeah. And you look at how much 
how much you save in time too, if you take that two hours and cook. Yeah. I mean, our kids obviously like the the California trip, the kids obviously still ate some like whatever they wanted. We we did some we even prep for them though. We, yeah, we did prep for them, but I think they a couple of times they wanted to try like some different burger joints that we didn't yeah, have. Yeah, right? for sure. But the amount of time, like the two hours it takes to cook, if every meal we had to get in the car and drive out instead of the restaurant and eat, those two hours are yeah. wasted on vacation sitting in a restaurant now yeah. and you can eat, in my opinion, better food it at the hotel so or at your place and then yeah. And then go from there. And I don't know about you, but like, I know like when I, when I used to go camping, like after day three, you just feel like shit from eating just crap, right? Like if you're camping somewhere that has like a restaurant where you're going in two or three days. I've never done that, but I feel the same way, same way when I'm on vacation. Like if I'm, if I'm constantly eating out after two or three days, I just don't feel good anymore. Right. Like it's just, you feel like you're at a rhythm and you almost can't wait to get home to get back into that. Yeah. But when we meal prep and even like, look at the. So for us, we, we were lucky enough to fly to Calgary for that show. We packed our bag and the, we were going to try and cheap out and just take one bag. And we were at like 46 pounds. Yeah. So then but like we, all of it was food. <laughs> so was, but the, well, that was just our clothes and the stuff we were taking yeah, with yeah. us first. So then we went and usually what we do with our, our food, we'll meal prep and put it in individual containers or bags. And then we freeze it the day before we yeah. fly. So then obviously it was like, it was like 10 or 12 pounds of food. Yeah. So we just, it was like 35 bucks for an extra bag. That 35 bucks is one meal when you're there. Yeah, so not you, even, right? You know what I mean? So you're still saving anyway. Yeah, and we average it out, like depending on what we're eating. Like I was eating pretty good quality stuff for my prep, like turkey breast and steaks and stuff. So like that's a little more expensive than like a typical like chicken breast or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it comes to like, on average, what is it? Like four it's to under, six dollars per five meal. Bucks. Yeah, like you could do it for five bucks. Like again, depending what you're eating, but like. And that's like a high quality food. Like you could dumb it down a bit and do like frozen stuff if you were like on a budget, right? Yeah. So yeah, you guys like meal prep, meal prep, meal prep, meal prep. Okay. Let's talk about the treat meal. (laughs) Yes. So for the 10 week cut I was doing, my coach put me on one treat meal every two weeks instead of the one per week. Yeah. So when he was bulking slash maintaining, it's a one treat meal for per week for him. I typically do like one treat meal, like on my off season, like every two weeks or three weeks. And my treat meal is usually a burger or nachos. Like as we talked about at the beginning, you've probably never seen me do a treat meal. Have you ever seen me eat candy? No. Have you ever seen me eat like chips? No, no. <laughs> like it's so gross. <laughs> but yeah, we usually do nachos <laughs> or burgers because I love those. But yeah, it was funny because for the the 10 week cut I was doing, I was trying to do my treat meals when you weren't home. I know, I know like it, you said it didn't bother you, but there's no way like me eating food wasn't a little bit annoying, I guess, when I was eating treat meals and you couldn't. So I was trying to like me and Austin would go grab something on the side kind of thing for a treat meal, right? Again, keeping it, keeping it kind of healthy. It was usually like, you know, stuff we make at home or whatever, but it was funny because I was, I was my two weeks out from a treat meal. So I was, I was ready for one. And I remember you got off the stage in Calgary and we got back to the hotel and everything was kind of winding down. And I remember you walked in and you were like, we are doing a fucking treat meal tonight. And I was like, fucking right. I'm like, we're doing sushi. We're doing burgers. What are we doing? And I'm like, what do you want? And you're like, I want a Subway salad. (laughs) (laughs) Subway salads are the bomb. And you put your own meat in it, I think. I did. I put my own meat in it and my own sauce. (laughs) That was kind of funny. But you guys, like when you're on stage, you're dehydrated as well. Like I didn't do like crazy water manipulation, like at all, to be honest. But like you're still taking like diuretics and you're still like manipulating your water intake to some degree not like a crazy amount like that's in my opinion like kind of old school where you like literally don't drink like i was drinking liquid like the whole 
day. Oh, yeah. You just obviously don't want your belly full of water when you're on stage and, and you do want to tweak it slightly. But I just like I normally drink like seven liters of water a day. Like that's normal for me. So to have to cut that down to like three liters, <laughs> I just feel so dehydrated. And all I want is vegetables. And you also like don't eat vegetables a few days leading up to your show. And like I love vegetables. I was just like, I need some crunchy lettuce. Give me the lettuce. Like lettuce tastes like a treat meal to me. It literally tastes sweet when you haven't had any like carbs. <laughs> so, okay. Final little bit as we wrap it up here. What, like you saw me compete at a regional show. You saw me compete at a national show. What were some of the differences and things you liked differently about each show? Well, the... The, reg- the level of competition. Yeah. <laughs> the, the regional show was my first one. So I didn't know what to expect, right? So it was kind of... I had no clue. Um, so it was fun to get to see all that and experience it. But then the the big one in Toronto was crazy because there's so many people there. A like lot. the room, the room itself, just for like spectators, was massive. Like there were there must have been a couple hundred people in there. Yeah. And it was just so loud and busy. And you could see like there was more more excitement for that one, I guess, because they, they had the pro show on Sunday as well, right? So a lot yeah. of the, a lot of the pros were there. So it was really cool seeing like all the people, all the vendors that were there too, giving away so much stuff. Like it was, it was set up like a trade show yeah. outside, right? And that so. was a small expo, apparently. Like apparently it's usually way bigger than that. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was, it was cool to see. It was, it was kind of convenient that it was two weeks after. I know it was hard on you because it was another two weeks, but at least it wasn't like two months and then you got to go back. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of nice that you did one and then just kind of keep it going and go again. So we we're kind of still in that rhythm. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was, it was nice that it was in Toronto too. It was nice to get like a little trip out of it for us, mm-hmm. even though obviously you were still dialed in. And it was, <laughs> Friday was a very busy day. The way, just, just the way it lined up for you. Yeah. Right. It was, you had like three appointments and they were all like four hours apart. So it was just yeah. enough time that you were basically standing in line all day. I know it was actually right? brutal, <laughs> yeah. but it, it worked out good, obviously. And obviously Calgary, like, I told you from the beginning of this, I, I could not care less where you place. I honestly couldn't. I'm just happy to see you doing what you're doing and reaching your goals. And I was, I was super impressed with how your body turned out. And I'm, I'm side story. I meant to talk about this earlier and I, I forgot, but when we were talking about the California trip, when you got back, I remember right after that, you were like in the mirror and you were like, Hey, I can kind of see the outline of my abs a little bit. You're like, can you, <laughs> yeah, can yeah, you yeah. kind of see? It looks like the top two. Like you can in. see like a four pack. And then I worked seven days and then days off, you were like, Hey, have a look at this. And you're just like fucking shredded ass. I know. I'm like, what the fuck did you do in the I know. last week? I know. But yeah, that's, that was like, we were talking about the turning point. It was crazy. Yeah. Cause all of a sudden you went from like, Oh, look, I, I think I have abs today. And then you're just like shredded a big vein going through your abs. I'm like, what the fuck? Like it's yeah. crazy. Right. But, uh, but yeah, it was like, like I said, it was, I, I honestly didn't care where you placed. I just wanted to see, I wanted to see how you pushed yourself and how you handled that. And I was super impressed with you and how you did. And like I said, like we talked about it, it helped me a lot this year because seeing you go through it firsthand and, and watching you be dialed in, like, it, you know, like, like you always say, you're no one special. You're just a person. So it's if you true. can do it, why can't I do it? Why yeah. can't this, unless you have something wrong with your health, there's no reason why you can't do this. Right. It's true. And like, of course, not everyone's goal is to step on stage or prep, but anyone can do it. It does take time. It does take commitment. It does take dedication. Anyone can do it. There's no way you could argue with me that you can't. Definitely have to have discipline. That's the biggest thing. Like you have to be disciplined. You have to know you want it. And you Mm -hmm. have to, I think you have to believe that you can do it too, because like my experience, it's so easy to be like, I feel better today. I feel better. And then like, I know a couple of times you've done my measurements and they haven't really changed. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, it kind of gets you down because you're not there right now, right? But 
if you quit, you're not going to be any better in two weeks from now. So you might as well just keep going and trust it. Right. Yeah. But obviously the Calgary show was super cool to see you like clean up and take home all those awards and get that big sword we got on the wall there too. That's sick. But again, like I I truly meant it from the beginning. Like if if you would have finished dead last, I would not have cared because I just super impressed with how you did it and just to see you go through all that and accomplish it, right? It was crazy. But yeah, obviously it was the icing on the cake, seeing you clean up and getting to go to getting to go to Toronto. Cause that well, that wasn't something we like anticipated at the beginning. No, definitely not. Like I didn't even think I would like like if I'm being honest, like place like top three in Calgary. I just wanted to do like my best. And then when things really started coming together, I was like, I'm fucking taking it home. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I might as well go to Toronto. And like I, I don't like to limit myself. And like, but the reality is like I know I'm nowhere near going pro. Like I know that. Like I knew I wasn't going to win fucking Toronto. I just wanted to like go there. I wanted to like be on the stage with top level competitors. I wanted to get the experience. I just wanted to like experience it honestly. And like, that's why I think I just enjoyed myself because it was a lower stress show for me. I didn't place top five, which like would have been super cool. But if I'm being honest, I didn't expect to place top five. And every single girl in my category, every single person at that show looked amazing everyone like no one didn't look good like (laughs) it was great like that's super cool it's super inspiring and yeah I just I feel good about everything now because not gonna lie and I'm not trying to be cocky but like when you just like clean up it's kind of like well meh like (laughs) you know what I mean don't get wrong it felt good but I wanted like some real like good competition you know and a lot of competitors will say this, but like you'd rather place last out of a lineup of like amazing physiques and like not look out of place than win everything and like have no one compare to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with the with the prep stuff, we've already we've we've discussed that, you know, it's probably take a year or so off and and build some muscle and all that stuff. And and like I want to see you do this again because it was I it was it was tough. There was a lot of parts of it for both of us that were yeah. tough. It it takes so much more time than I thought. Like posing. <laughs> well, I, when you said you had to like learn to pose, I'm like, oh, it can't be that hard. <laughs> you would do an hour every night, every yeah. single night, an hour of posing. On top walk, of that, walk them through my schedule. So we with get, work and everything. so we we'd get up in the morning, we'd go to the gym together. We'd both do, we'd both, well, we both would end up being there an hour and a half. You do 90 minutes of cardio. I'd get my workout in, and then I'd either do cardio or go run around town and pick up some supplies I needed for my business or whatever. Then we'd come home and eat. You'd go to the townhouse and do your business stuff. I would do my, what I had to do at home. I'd pick the kids up from school and then come over and see you if you needed anything. And then you'd gear up and go to the gym for your workout that evening. You'd be gone another two hours to the gym and then come home home that night, meal prep, eat again, get your food together. And then you would have to do an hour of posing. Me and the kids would go to bed. Stretch. (laughs) And then you'd straight. Yeah, it was crazy. Like there was a lot of nights where I went to bed without you because you're like, hey, tonight's just going to be a late one for me. I got stuff to do. But in saying that, you didn't miss a beat with the family stuff either. Like I know it was super hard for you because you were putting in so much work, but there wasn't one morning where we woke up and the kids' lunches wasn't packed and ready to go. Like you still did all Actually, peak week, I didn't do their lunches. I was too tired. Oh, they they weren't with us most of the week though. But yeah, yeah. But the couple days, I guess. But like leading up all into that, it was like, you still, you still managed to help out where you could around the house. And it was huge for us. Cause obviously with you being gone that much, it adds a lot more to my plate too. Right. But it was, yeah, it was super busy for sure. But you did a really good job of handling it. Like, I feel like it would have been easy to just be like, I don't have time for this. Cause I'm so busy right now. Mm-hmm. But like you, you put so much effort into your business into me, into the boys, into yourself, obviously. But yeah, just super impressed at how, at how good everything 
everything turned out. Yeah. And I do want to say thank you for everything because a lot of competitors don't have their spouse's support and prepping is challenging enough when you have your spouse's support, let alone when you don't. And thank you for supporting like my body throughout because, and again, I'm not targeting anyone, but there's, I've heard of scenarios where people's partners, female or male are like, oh, I don't like how you look at this stage or like you're getting too thin or on the flip side, like, oh, why can't you maintain this body? And like, you were, you know, obviously my history with my body, but you were very supportive of every single stage, no matter how lean I was, no matter how not lean I was. And even when I was like being picky about myself, like you weren't that person was like, oh, just shut up. Like you look good. Like you actually hear my concerns. And like, I always appreciate that. And I always appreciate you helping me cook food and just like everything you did and just like supporting me in my crazy goals because like I am a crazy person. But like, as you know, (laughs) everything I say, everything I've said to you since we met, like I've achieved it. Yep. Everything. Yeah, you're very, in a good way, you're very stubborn. Like when you say you're going to do it, it's it's like, oh, fuck, she's going to do it. You're very <laughs> stubborn too, though. <laughs> but I think sometimes I have like these outrageous goals and I know you're like, yeah, I should probably do it. But in the back of your mind, you're probably like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to say about the prep, the only thing I did not like, I was not a fan of, is how fucking cold you were oh, every night. Oh my God. I'm, it's like boiling hot where we are right now and I'm actually like cold. Yeah, going to bed with like three comforters is not for me. Oh my God, <laughs> it's so cold. Like when you have that, like no body fat and you're losing body fat, you just have like no heat. But anyways, that wraps it all up for this episode. Appreciate you guys. Hopefully this gave you guys some insight into like what the prep life looks like if you're thinking about competing or you're listening to this one with your spouse, with your partner, because I mean, not everyone is as fantastic at handling things as I am, but (laughs) at least it gives you a little bit of what to expect maybe because I think some people's partners maybe don't know the ins and outs of everything, right? Yep. It it is a lot of work for sure, but it's like everything, right? If I have goals, you do what you can to to push me to help me achieve it and it's only fair that I do it for you as well. And it's, it's rewarding for me too, because when we're at the competition and like you said, when you were at the show and you finished first, like I felt so good about it because I know like it's, it's always a, a team effort and a journey for both of us, right? Like everything we do, it's, and like I told you, I got the same feeling as like when the, the kids win a gold medal playing hockey, like it yeah. just, it feels like you're so happy for them, right? Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. That wraps it up for today. If you guys like this one, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag us at Nifina, at B Wheels. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Later. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.